Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. When you're finished listening to this episode, be sure to check out unionstockyards.bandcamp.com to hear the band Absolute Underground called New, Original, and Inspiring, and Bucket List described as Classic Harmonic Hardcore Punk. Union Stockyards are past guests on our show and have an excellent new album out now. Again, that's unionstockyards.bandcamp.com. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, garbagehillnetwork.com. Bicycle face, and you're listening to Witch Police Radio.
All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host, Sam, and I'm here with both members of Bicycle Face. And as we always do on this show, we like to get the guests to introduce themselves so people can put a name to the voice. So let's start over here. Hey, I'm Teresa. And I'm Ava. And maybe the best way also to do it would be to find out what you do in the band. I mean, you know, people who have seen you before obviously would be able to figure that out, but for people who are new to your music... So maybe let's do the name thing again, but <laughs> this time with the instrument. I'm Teresa, and I play keyboards. And I'm Ava, and I play the guitar. Cool. Okay, well, thank you for having me. Um, I uh, I think I first clicked on a Facebook thing about your band because of the name. I like the name. <laughs> I don't know if you get that a lot, but that was I'm like, yeah, I want to see this is. And the little logo with the sad face with the bike. <laughs> So, That's the height of my graphic design. It's good, it's good. It worked. It worked. I wanted to check it out. And I did I did check it out and I really like what you're doing, so that was an added bonus. I, mean, <laughs> I, t- I tend to scour Facebook to find local bands just because I'm curious what's going on and yeah, so that, that worked out pretty well. So so I'm, I'm glad I'm glad, I'm glad to, uh, to have you on the show. Um, and maybe uh, for people who haven't heard the show before, the way we do this is we press a, ra- a button on the computer, it shoots a random word at us, and we use that word to... We all select songs that relate to the theme, and we kind of use the word to dictate the flow of the conversation, sort of. Uh, we, I, we used to say that a lot more because the show was a lot more focused on what the word was rather than who the guests were. But now it's kind of more, uh, a little bit of a combination of both. So we want to find out, or we, I, want to find out more about what you do, and uh, hopefully our listeners do too, and then we'll pick some songs as we go. So uh, maybe the best way to start is where does Bicycle Face come from? Not, not the name so much as where does the group come from? Where does the two of you playing music together? What's the origin of that? Well, we're cousins. That helps. So we've known each other for quite a while, and I guess started playing music together about almost three years ago okay. now. Um, but the band didn't actually, we didn't decide on Bicycle Face till uh, just about a year ago, so we kind of cycled through various names. Okay, until you came up with a good one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we just had to yeah. try a few on. Yeah. Like five or six. Five or six. One for every show. We changed yeah. it. And it's pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah. So Bicycle Face has been, what, about a year then? Is that? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, because I, I think I saw you were in the uh, the Uniter Fiverr thing, right? Yeah. Which was, uh, yeah. I guess that you have to be a new band to be in that, right? So new That's under the name of Bicycle Face. Right, so, yeah. yeah. We got in with that. Cool, cool. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, like I said, I like the name a lot. <laughs> and um, uh, I, I do like the sound as well. I mean, I, I feel like... I don't know if this is true, but I feel like there's a lot of bands kind of over the past maybe 10 years or so where being a two-person band has become a lot more accepted. Whereas, uh, you know, I remember I haven't played in bands for a while, but when I did, you didn't see that very often at all unless it was, you know, a very a few very specific types of music. But now I feel there's, in any kind of music almost, I see more and more, not, not just two, but three, or solo and weird other thing. <laughs> Lots of, like, unusual, I guess, uh, organization of who's playing what. So... Um, obviously the cousin thing is how you, you know each other, but did you always intend to make this a two-person project? We had thought at one point of maybe getting a drummer or filling okay. out the sound a little bit. We thought about bass, but kind of as we've uh, partly gotten used to playing together and partly I've gotten more effects pedals and Teresa has right. a synthesizer, which she's been slowly exploring more and more okay. options with that. We kind of ended up being like, no, we like it, two people, and it has its own sound. It ends up, like you said, like a lot of bands in the past, you've seen the two guitar, bass, drums thing a lot of times, and it's been done so well so many times, but I like that we have something different. Well, even this combination is different, too, because there's a lot of the two-person bands, like a lot of it will be guitar and drums, Mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, like even keyboard and, and drums. Like drums always seem to be a... An important part of it, but this is this is drumless. But uh, I guess with the with the equipment you have, that that probably works. You can you can yeah. flesh it out more than maybe you would be able to with just a guitar and drums. Well, it's been like an interesting challenge, I think, filling it out that yeah. way and and creating that energy and momentum without having as much of a percussive yeah. element. Yeah, it's, I guess it's unusual. It must be easier to play shows though. Oh, except for oh. the pedal board. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> well, yeah, when we remember the pedal board. <laughs> <laughs> There was just one incident where it got left on the roof of the car. Uh, <laughs> on the way to a show or something? Yeah. We were driving and then saw people waving at us from oh, yeah. another car. And we were like, we don't know them. And they were like, 
pointing back, and it was just balanced on top wow. of the trunk. Yeah. So did, it, did it make it? It seems like it's it made, made it. Most <laughs> one of the most horrifying moments of my life. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but it made it. That's cool. <laughs> I had to jump out of the car in the middle of Portage Avenue. <laughs> in a red light and save it. In the middle that's of awesome. It makes for a good story, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a pretty uh, elaborate pedal board too. I mean, you got a lot. You got a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, going on there. I've been gradually collecting. Yeah. Yeah, I got more into it. Mostly because of this band. I played jazz before, so it was just okay. like an amp and a... That's usually yeah, fairly clean, clean. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but yeah, now I'm really into filling out the sound and cool. different variations and stuff. That's interesting, the, the jazz thing, because yeah, like pedals... Oh, well, yeah, I guess it depends what kind of jazz, right? But I mean, pedals are often not what you see. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't use them before at all. So did you play jazz guitar before? Uh, yeah, I studied it for a couple of oh, years. Cool. Okay. Not recently, but I do okay. still really like it and feel the influence of it a little bit. Cool. What kind of background do you have? Uh, do you have something similar? Mine's, yeah, classical. I did a classical okay. piano degree at Brandon. And I think actually that's, uh, like, we've had a few people say, like, oh, you know, like, have you thought about adding a drummer? Like, um, or we had a meeting with someone and they were like, oh, what do you do for drums? Right. And, like, I, I think that because I came from the classical world, I, like, drums never are not thought a thing? I yeah. didn't yeah. need it. Yeah, so it's been interesting to, like, start exploring it and yeah like i've started playing some like drum pad stuff on okay. the keyboard which I is super like, like every time i'm like this is a good idea and then <laughs> people are like yeah i like it so well, that's <laughs> I think cool. it's gonna stay but it's been interesting to like yeah kind of explore that from from this totally different world that's yeah. interesting that you both have kind of more technical backgrounds because not not sound wise but i feel from what i've heard of, of your music and seen videos and things the whole thing seems very punk rock, not in sound, but in kind of attitude. Oh. And because of uh, because of the weird uh, instrument inter- instrumentation, and just like some of the videos I've seen, there's some weird effects and things happening. And it just <laughs> it strikes me as something that people. I mean, having been in weird punk bands with like mascots on stage and stuff, <laughs> I, I kind of I kind of like. I, I, maybe is what kind of appealed to me, but it's it's usually when you see something like that, you expect that it's going to be people who just like I'm going to do something, and I don't really know what I'm doing, but they're going to make something really cool. And I mean, it clearly sounds like you know how to play, both of you, but I don't know. It, it struck me as being very punk when it doesn't sound like punk at all. If that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and the yeah. name too. The name, the, the name, the logo. Also. Yeah, it sounds way tougher than yeah. we actually are. There's actually like a, a pretty hardcore band from oh, I don't even remember somewhere in the states called Bicycle Phase oh, really? that does it's it's finished now. So okay, so cool. you're free to use the name. But yeah, yeah. If you ever like listen to one of our videos, they'll start playing oh, those, after, like, and it's just yeah. like guys with guitars being really loud. So you should cover them. Yeah. We should. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Oh uh, yeah. I think one of the names of their songs is like turning toilet water into wine or something. I don't know. It was <laughs> something like that. So. Cool. Well, let's uh, go to a song. Um, do one of you want to pick a queen? Oh, sorry. The, th- the theme word for today is queen. I should have mentioned that earlier. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty decent one, I think, uh, based on some of the ones we've had in the past. Queen has a lot of, when I thought of it anyway, a lot of directions you can go in. And so, yeah, who wants to pick a song first? Okay. Um... The first song that I picked is from a local musician. Her name is Aster. Um, her uh, other name is Catherine Kerr, and she's a friend of ours. Cool. Um, and the song's called Marie, and it's about Marie Antoinette. Awesome. Um, yeah. So there's obviously really a clean connection there.
All right, we're back. So that was about decapitation. Is that about right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected it from the, from the sound at all. I mean, I'm sure the lyrics are making it clear what this is about, but... Yeah, it seems so pretty. It, yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> it's almost like a trick, though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it lulls you into this Yeah, yeah, false, false sense of insecurity. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, that was cool. So it's always nice to have local artists on here. I mean, I know the show kind of talks to local artists every week, but it's nice to have them play it as well because it's, you know, the whole point of the theme word thing is to sort of get people to dig into their own record collections too instead of just saying you know pick your favorite songs and we'll play those because that's not fun so it it's always i always like when people bring other local music on here too because it, a lot of it's stuff i haven't heard or, or stuff i haven't heard in a long time or, or whatever so yeah that was cool um i guess the next thing i wanted to ask you and i know this is a question that everyone hates being asked and i kind of hate asking it but how do you define the sound you do i mean what genre do you put it in i know before I, you answer that, I know that genres are almost impossible nowadays. Everyone's got about 16 hyphens. And, uh, <laughs> and a lot of the terms that used to mean something don't mean anything anymore. But if you had to describe to someone who hasn't heard it before, what do you, what do you say? Like, what's our, the... our short, our one hyphen answer okay. is alt-pop, okay. usually. But then we'll like expand it to melodic synth-pop. Yeah, okay. so we're very into those melodies. Uh, do you want to add a word? Is there more? <laughs> more <laughs> Idiosyncratic. <laughs> Idiosyncratic, alt melodic synth pop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess that's fairly descriptive. <laughs> I guess maybe a, a better way to ask that too is: um, Are there are there any artists that that both of you kind of point to as an influence that would be for someone who can't figure out what all those hyphens mean? They'd be able to say, "Okay, it sounds like or is inspired by the." Mm-hmm. We both listen to Metric as teenagers, okay. and I think okay. a little bit of that comes across. Yeah. The well, they have like they have keyboards and stuff, right? Don't yeah. They? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the more electronic aspects for sure, and like, mm-hmm. and I think some like the very whimsical imagery you could think of, like Joanna Newsom okay. kind of lyrics. Um, those are two. Yeah. We also really, I think one album we've really connected over is The Unicorns. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and our hair. Yeah, someone played them on the show like last year and I'd never heard them before. It was really cool. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. A, actually, when we, I think, I think we've said this before on the radio, but um, we were cousins, but we weren't friends okay. like growing up. But then we went to Brandon together to the university. And I remember Ava coming over to my place and like looking through my CD collection and be like, I had. Those and that and this and yeah, that. Yeah. So, like, all the same scenes. Yeah. Like, oh, we must be family. <laughs> yeah. I have, I've actually done the same thing with some of my cousins. I've been over their house, <laughs> and you just immediately like go there. What do you have? <laughs> like, okay, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, did you did you go to school in Brandon? Like both of you, in Brandon mm. or I, I like Brandon. Mm. I, I lived for a year and a half in Verdon, so Brandon was like the big city. Oh, I was yeah. I had a job out there, and and I didn't have a car other than like a, a company car I could use. So when I was stuck there on the weekends, was like, I had to get to Brandon because it was the only place with more than one stoplight. <laughs> but, and it was like the big city. And even though, you know, I, I went to Winnipeg often, it was kind of really exciting to go to Brandon. And yeah, I really like that town. It's weird. Um, have you played any shows in Brandon ever? Have you? Uh, well, we went to, we did music school in Brandon. Right, so you would have so done that kind of. played music But as there. Bicycle Face? No, not okay. as Bicycle oh, Face. We had didn't in plans. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Because my, this this is a long time ago, so it may not be the same, this is probably about 10 years ago, but my impression of Brandon, having played a show there once, one of my few out-of-town shows I ever played in various bands, was that they all the kids there love metal, and they're incredibly destructive. <laughs> yeah, they're like the community center yeah, shows. Yeah, and they just trash yeah. everything. Yeah, so. Well, Brandon's interesting. For like a slightly isolated kind of rural yeah. city, it actually has some interesting pockets of music scene because yeah. it does have such a thriving music school there. So, so a lot all of the these students, students yeah, coming yeah. in from different places and bringing interesting tastes. But then, yeah, you get the very like country and metal, country metal, yeah, scene yeah, yeah, too. yeah, and like the punk scene too has seen some pretty oh, like. Yeah. I feel like just when we were leaving, the like all ages punk shows yeah. were really like. Yeah, on the rise. But then, like, someone destroyed everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, well, that was what I played. It was an all just punk show. And we had a, a robot mascot. And there was a guy in this robot suit. We, we, we had used it for a couple shows. And um, we thought we were going to do it again. It was Brandon's show. And a guy in another band was going to volunteer to wear the costume and dance on that was the stage. It was the floor of the community center with us. And... Um, he was at the last minute, his car broke down, so he had to sit there fixing it, and he couldn't be the robot. So we didn't know anyone else really there other than other people in bands who didn't want to do it. So we just asked if anyone in the crowd wanted to be the robot. <laughs> so this teenage girl volunteered, 
and she was really drunk, but she wanted to be the robot, and we didn't have anyone else, so we're like, here you go, robot costume. And within seconds, it was destroyed. She just wandered into the audience, and they just tore it apart. <laughs> the whole costume, I have photos of it. The whole thing is just, it's just shredded. And um, then, like, a, before that show even started, uh, a friend's band was uh, touring. They were from uh, Oshawa, and... They were, I guess, the headliner or whatever, if you want to call it that. They, you know, but they had one of those. It was a punk show, so they had one of those tables with all kinds of like, I don't want to call it propaganda, but there's literature, right? There's all the uh, <laughs> the political stuff, the anarchist stuff, whatever. There's a big table full of books. Some kid, within seconds of the show even starting, just puked all over, it. <laughs> <laughs> all over all of it. So we had a destroyed robot costume. Their merch, which they had to tour with, was all gone. So, so that's my impression of Brandon shows. So I don't know how you would go over there. <laughs> But I imagine there's more than just the all ages punk shows happening. So there might be. That's pretty much every bicycle face show. Is that right? So... <laughs> yeah, you should kind of see. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty wild. We might steal that robot mascot. Idea, yeah, yeah. Actually. We had to play a show the next night back in Winnipeg, and we had to duct taped it together. <laughs> and we have photos of that too, a video of that even. And it just it looks horrible. <laughs> The head was gone. The head was totally gone. So we had the guy wearing like one of those SARS masks, you know, like the surgical, <laughs> with a beat up robot costume. Sounds terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> All because of Brandon Teenager. So, uh... so I, I always liked Brandon because of that, and uh, <laughs> and also just because it was like the big city for me when I had a chance when I was living out that way. So so it's a it's a cool place, and it's neat that there's a music school there too. It's yeah. Kind of almost unexpected. Yeah. But aside from uh, you know Brandon, <laughs> drunk teenagers and stuff. Um, is there kind of a scene locally that you feel you fit in with? I mean, are there uh, other bands that you kind of have a connection with and have, have played with a few times or that you would want to play with or want to be kind of associated with? Well, yeah. Um, I think that, like, a, one really great part of the scene is, like, the real love Winnipeg folks. Yeah, yeah. And they've been really great. They've, like, you know, they give such a good venue every second Thursday for, like, yeah. up-and-coming bands. Yeah, that's and, super cool. like, and with the festival, I think, like, that community is really something, and people go and support shows. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of, like, I don't know, like, Brandon alumni, they're, like, pick pick a band, and there's, like, oh, really? maybe a, a Brandon University Music student in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yeah, that, that lives on, I think. That's cool. In our scene, for sure. Yeah. We've also done a couple of shows with a band called Fort Langside. Okay. We are also a duo, so that's been okay. a good match for us doing house shows. Yeah, I guess house shows would work really well for what you do. Mm, yeah, that's kind of, well, for me personally, my favorite. Yeah, house, show, house shows are great. Yeah. Shows are for great. us. For us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. favorite kind of venue to play. I think house shows are the best to watch a show at, too. It's just such a nice, like, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about drunk teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so comfortable. It's not as loud. You can hang out with people. It's like, you sit on a couch rather than yeah. to stand in a dirty... Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we do we do them in this room. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess that yeah. makes sense, yeah. That would yeah. be a good, good spot for it. Yeah, we just set up on one side and we pull a bunch of chairs in and have some cool. snacks and cocoa sometimes. <laughs> and yeah, we've been doing an annual Christmas show oh, that's for the awesome. past three years. That's awesome. But I'd like to start doing them more like a few times a year. Uh, just like a year? or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and then get like different artists or bands in yeah. to share it with How us. many people can you fit in here? Probably not a lot, right? but <laughs> you, probably, you probably don't want a lot for something like that. I think we've fit maybe 25. It's pretty good for like a one room. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like people are pretty much sitting on each other's laps. <laughs> like, there's not enough chairs. There's it's nice yeah. and cozy. It's yeah. really cozy. <laughs> Sometimes that hallway, which no one can see, <laughs> right, right, right. gets filled up a bit, but that also feels pretty nice. That's the benefit of not having drums, right? I mean, just being able to play in a yeah. house, first of all, because yeah. you don't have neighbors complaining, I assume, about the noise right. when you don't have a drummer and you yeah. space of instruments you can kind mm-hmm. of, you know. Yeah, we were playing at the Goodwill. Um, we did an opening set for Autumn Still. That's that's not really. They've been on band. our show twice too. They're awesome. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, we did Roger's. You did podcast. Roger's podcast. I was listening to that today. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, and someone said that we were so quiet that the band jamming above <laughs> us was <laughs> playing louder than us, like on the floor up. Oh, so wow. we have to be a bit careful about that. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the sound guy's problem though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really your fault. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick a song to go with the Queen theme, and it kind of connects to Mary Antoinette. Not really, I just said that, but yeah. <laughs> I, think it'll, I think it'll work. Um, I have this CD. It's, uh, I picked it up at Music Trader a long time ago, and I hadn't heard it when I picked it up, but it's uh, called Dynamite with a Laser Beam, 
uh, queen as heard through the meat grinder of 31G. And it's a label called 31G, and it's really, really insane covers of queen. No. Like, some of it's, like, grindcore, some of it's super heavy. Uh, a lot of it's really experimental and weird and just, like, people making noise and screaming queen lyrics and stuff. And I legitimately like queen. Like, I, I enjoy queen's music a lot. And... This makes me like them more. I, a lot of people I know have heard this and they're horrified because they're like insulted that I would actually enjoy this because they love Queen and this is like a, I don't know, um, sacrilege or something. But I mean, I don't know if they're good so much as just really awesome. <laughs> it's not technically good at all. Most of the, most of, some of them are, but most of them are not technically good at all. Uh, but it's just a really cool take on something that is always sort of maybe seen as untouchable because of how well produced it is, how well it played. I mean, the vocals are ridiculous. No one can match that ever. So everyone on this compilation isn't trying to do that. They're just, this is my bizarre style one-man band thing or whatever, and I'm going to just, like, barf out a Queen cover. And uh, it's awesome. I, re I really like it. So it's definitely a room clearer, like some of the songs in here. I've had this at parties, and it's like, you know, people leave my house. So put on, you know, some really extreme version of, uh, like, I don't know, whatever Queen song. But I, 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 don't, I wasn't sure which one to pick, but I'm going to pick um, the cover of Bohemian Rhapsody by Weasel Walter, because um, Bohemian Rhapsody is, you know, it's obviously a great song, yeah. and it has so many parts, and you have to hear this to, to kind of understand it. We'll play it in a second, but he plays it straight. Like, he plays it he's not changing it, but he's doing it in a very strange, very odd way. And uh, I really like it. It's noisy and discordant and weird, but yeah. Cool. Queen. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide? No. Escape from reality?
mamma mia I love it. I, I, I mean, I don't, obviously it's not better than the original, but I, I legitimately enjoy yeah. that cover. And among some of the stuff on here, some of the stuff on here is unlistenable. Like, um, like, that is like a high point in this album in terms of actual, like, not being like really off-putting, but yeah. That's great. So very cool CD. I would recommend it. <laughs> Highly recommend yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you had a story about Queen or something? Oh, yeah. Well, I actually had a, another album. It was the same. I was in, like, Value Village, and I saw this. It was a covers of Queen, okay. um, but it's Gregorian chants oh, wow. of Queen. That sounds really good, uh, actually. Well, okay. Um, except that it's not actually, like, it's not actually, like, a choir. It's this artist called Oscultate. I, I think that's the name. <laughs> okay. And basically this guy has just done MIDI tracks of all the instruments and then sings in this very oh, really? monotone <laughs> voice. So it's like bicycle. Just the one guy. <laughs> just one guy. Just one guy. And then it's just like horrible mini instruments. Sounds outstanding. And I know I can't believe I couldn't remember it till now. But um, How do you spell his name? Like, it's like, okay, so I'm not sure how to say it because it looks like it's the U's that look like a V. So it's like, okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, okay, the thing is, this isn't the only cover. Like I looked it up and there's like, Gregorian chants of Celine Dion, oh, Gregorian wow. chants of Simon and Garfunkel, Gregorian chants, <laughs> like, just, and it's just all the same, and there's an amazing, because I have the CD, I put it in my computer, and then some music video popped up, oh, wow. and it's just a video of a monk walking around a monastery while the song plays. He's not singing <laughs> for the whole time. No, there's no actual, like, music video parts. <laughs> that would have been hard to do, because those enhanced CDs took up, like, so much room on the CD. I... <laughs> But it was necessary. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Wasn't that a thing for a while in like the late 90s, the Gregorian chants? There was like a, some group did it and they became popular very briefly. I remember everyone had this stupid CD. <laughs> it wasn't bad. That sounds it like wasn't a wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. I hope it wasn't that. That's kind of a thing now, though, like a, a novelty cover albums. Like, because mm. I mean, there's those uh, string, you know, cello bands doing covers of everything, there's the, yeah. the, the lullaby music. I have tons of those for my kids. It's just like, like any band, you can name it. They like they listen to Tool in lullaby form, which is, yeah, which is weird. <laughs> but it, it works. It puts them to sleep, I guess. So but yeah, this is, I don't know, it's a strange like sub-market of uh, yeah. music where you're making weird covers. But I mean, I guess this is more like a tribute album, I guess, than, than right. strictly just covers because it's just all these people doing their own interpretations of weird green covers. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know, that probably a certain percentage of the listeners are stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> they're not going to hear your last they're stuff. Intrigued. But, or they're intrigued. Or they want to listen more. Yeah, yeah. And I guess like this being a CD, this is another question I hate asking, but I ask every time because I, the answer does differ from from guest to guest. And it's um, well, first of all, do you have uh, any music that's going to be released in the near future? Like, are you working on uh, recording anything or? Yeah, we are planning to record an EP in okay. March. Cool. That's pretty um, soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it won't be released for a few months. We have to like get some of our ducks in a row. But um, yeah, yeah, we're planning on definitely having having some touring plans. Awesome. This mm. Yeah, and I think we'll have some kind of Kickstarter fundraising okay. campaign before okay. we record. Is it going to be self-recorded? Or are you going to go to a studio? What's the what's the plan? 
we think that we'll get it. We'll have someone do it for us. And that's where you mm-hmm. need the Kickstarter thing, yeah. thing for you? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We've done some, like, Ava's done some nice mixing of some of her stuff. We have stuff on SoundCloud, right? Yeah. 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 And we've had other other people that, you know, aren't very talented and have worked with it. But I think, I think like, we do want to, I don't know, make it a learning process and, okay. like, think about... How if we want our sound how it is or yeah and to have someone on the production side of things right who actually has experience doing the yeah yeah, yeah that's cool yeah. received we haven't like taken a lot of input from other people on like if something should be changed in a right. song or... okay well the, the, the kind of the follow up question to that then is when releasing eventually your your music do you have an idea of how you're going to do that I mean a lot of people will do digital only these days some people will do you know, everyone wants to do vinyl. No one can afford it. I mean, some people will do. <laughs> some people do digital and CD. Some people do only tapes. Like it seems like it used to be very simple, where you just release a CD and that was it. And now there's like 15 different formats you can do it in. So is that have you even figured that just out yet? Just sheet music. Sheet music. That's the thing. Too. <laughs> Beck did that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Which is really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we'll try and print CDs. Definitely mm-hmm. be available digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it. Depends what our manufacturing budget is, right, but right. Mm-hmm. we thought of doing like the the home kind of DIY CD making. Oh yeah, some CDRs, yeah. You know, some people who have done that. Cool. Yeah, that would be neat and maybe cost effective. Probably more cost effective. Yeah. <laughs> Personalized. Yeah. yeah. It goes with our lo-fi. Yeah. Five. Right. Lo-fi right. It's cheap. We like it. <laughs> yeah, lo- this is very lo-fi podcast right now. So. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. And I guess the follow-up to the follow-up question about that is um, because, you know, there's all these formats and people are releasing music in totally different ways, Have has the way that, that you the two of you listen to music changed um, since, you know, uh, over the past, I don't know, 10 years or so? Because I find, and I know that I'm, like, old and a dinosaur, like this, I don't have, I have almost no digital music. I have, like, a massive pile of CDs. I have a ton of records. I have a ton of tapes. And I never fully have switched over to the, you know, the Spotify's and all that stuff. And I don't. I, I find that fewer and fewer people are doing it like I do, and everyone else is doing these crazy future technology things. Yeah. So, like, have you, has it changed for you how the way the way you consume music? We were just talking about oh, really? that. I think yesterday we were reminiscing about how well both of us grew up in the country, right. and you you probably had a dial up connection. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we would. I use LimeWire. Oh yeah, start, I remember that. Yeah. I'd start yeah. three songs downloading in the early evening. Six hours later, all three of them would be done. It was very exciting. Well, you have to hope they're the right songs. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. One yeah. of them's like in a different language yeah, yeah. and a weird cover. It's a weird live version or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But do you do mostly digital now, or I mean, because physical, a lot of physical media seems to be making a comeback. Like, I mean, records obviously are, are very big right now. Tapes had this unexpected kind of revival. And I read something the other day. I mean, Rolling Stone put out an article saying like, "Don't give up on CDs yet." So it's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, yeah. as someone who hasn't given up on all of those, <laughs> any of those. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, did you listen to mostly digital or physical? Or I've been in a little bit of a crisis, honestly, for like the last little while because. Um, well, my CD player broke and I just like, I didn't deal with it. I still, <laughs> like, like that's, that's the honest fact. Yeah. Um, but in my car, like I have, um, one of those cassette adapters, but I oh, just yeah. find the sound quality isn't as good as a CD. So in my car, I always listen to CDs or the radio. So I'm like in this weird, like in my house, I can't listen to CDs. Right. And then in my car, I only listen to CDs. But I also like have such an attachment to like the physical object yeah. and like, just how you can, I don't know, share music that way and like lend it and and, and the cover art, For sure, uh, everything, you know, like I still haven't let that go. So last, at the end of last year, I was like, okay, I'll try one of these streaming services. I still do want to give people money. And yeah. it has been really helpful for finding new music. Oh, for sure. Totally. Yeah, the internet is good for that. Um, yeah. And so, so I haven't disliked it, but I still feel like there's a part of my heart that's missing a bit. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you gave me a CD for my birthday this year, and like hadn't received a CD in years. <laughs> yeah, so it's not yeah. a thing that people yeah. do anymore, and it's great. It's so nice to like have this surprise music. Yeah. you don't know what it's gonna be. And I had heard the band it was Basic Nature. We played okay. a show with them, and Teresa had bought the CD for me for cool. my birthday at the show. So I knew what to expect. But it was like, oh, like someone has given me this music. Rather than just sending you a link to that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm actually gonna like listen to it, and it's a great CD. Yeah, that's cool. 
So is, is part of the reason you want to do CDs just so someone can buy something at shows? Is that sort of the, the idea? Like you want to have yeah. like a physical thing that... Totally. Because yeah. it, it still seems weird to give someone a card. Like, it does. Here's yeah. money, here's a card. It's got yeah. numbers on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think for touring especially, we want to something yeah. to sell at shows. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, yeah. Have you toured at all as, as Bicycle Face? No, but we've toured secretly within another band as Bicycle Face. Oh, really? Because we're both in Eagle Lake Owls. Well, they've been on the show too. Like, yeah. the three of them, like 2014 or so. Okay, so, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of in a revamped phase, and we're in the band now. Cool. And okay. We, yeah, we joined about a year and a half ago. Okay. So, yeah, we just did some recording with them. Oh, nice. So cool, now yeah. they'll have their new sound. Yeah, we had them on the show. It was quite a while back. I think it was like early 2014 or something. So yeah, it would have been before. Mm-hmm. I keep saying we, even though I'm the only one here. But there are other people. <laughs> there are other people who do the show with me sometimes. So it was more of a we when I had the co-host every week. But I don't always know. So <laughs> still seems like the appropriate way to say it. Um, do you want to pick a song? Actually, you know, before we pick a song, because uh, for people who are listening, uh, we're gonna hear some live stuff, which is very exciting. I always like to have that on the show. So maybe what we'll do is we'll go into one more Queen song. Not Queen the band, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, a song with the Queen theme. But before we do that, uh, we, we should maybe just do our little roundup thing that we, we usually do at the end of the show. Not that this is the end, but saying, telling the people know where they can hear your music, where they can hear more episodes of this show, that kind of stuff. And then we'll play the last Queen theme song and then go into some live music. Mm-hmm. So we'll just end the show off with a bunch of music. So, um, yeah, Bicycle Face, how do people find out more? We're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We have a SoundCloud. Um... We're oh. on Tumblr. Okay. Yeah. And Instagram, Bicycle Face Band. So Bicycle Face is, other than the other band you were talking about, it's probably a pretty obvious way to find you. I mean, are there other things that are called Bicycle Face? Oh, there's one other uh, children's group, uh, children's entertainer oh, called really? Bicycle Face, and they have like feminist songs about like a transgender chicken and yeah, things like that's that. that's amazing. I yeah. it didn't come up when we first searched the name <laughs> and then I searched us like a few months ago and discovered So this is like a new thing Okay, so that's not what people should that's be looking at. Yeah. No. Yeah. no, if you look I think if you look up bicycle face band on any of those you it should be, yeah. Or you take Winnipeg. Bicycle face Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And do you have anything coming up in the next uh, little while that you want to plug? Any shows or anything like that happening in March and onward? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. On March 12th, we are doing kind of a weird, different thing. Um, it's uh, it's kind of like a cross-genre concert, so we'll okay. be kind of taking some of the classical side of things and some of the jazzier side of things and some of the bicycle face side of things and getting together with some friends. It's going to be called the Collaborate. So okay. it's March 12th um, at Sherwood Park Lutheran Church. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then on March 20th, we'll be doing a house show here probably cool. with another act as okay. well. Is that something that you promote? Like how do people, I mean, especially with such a small... You know, 25 people max probably, right? Is that sort of word of mouth or do you do you invite people for the shows or how do people find we, out about that? Like, we do a Facebook event. Usually, okay, and then just but, people see it and yeah, show up. And... Yes, if you watch our page. Yeah, like it even. Mm-hmm. Like it and then watch it. <laughs> At least like it for the Bicycle Face logo thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I spent a good, good 15 minutes on Microsoft Paint. On logo, <laughs> so. it's, it's a good logo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So if people want to hear more episodes of this show, go to wishpolice.com, click on podcast. This is going to be episode 170 or so. So, I mean, they're all there in perpetuity for free download and streaming. So you can look back through the archives and find whoever you want. Um, and we're also on UMFM on Monday nights at 11. And those are old episodes that kind of get a second life uh, many, many months later. And uh, we encourage people to check those out because if you, you know, obviously you can just download them whenever. But if you happen to miss one from the archives, it's like, okay, cool, these guys are on the show. or I didn't even know that. So... That helps, and we really like UMFM, like to support, uh, you know, community radio and stuff like that. And we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. I mean, type in Witch Police, 99% of what you get is is this. Um, the 1% is this news article from somewhere in Africa, and it's a quote saying, like, we thought he was a witch, comma, end quotes, said police. <laughs> and it shows up every... Anytime you Google Witch Police, it'll eventually show up, scroll far enough in the results. So that's not this but everything else tends to usually be the right the right thing so so what is the um what is the final queen theme song 
Uh, the final song is a song by Magnet Magnetic the Magnetic Fields. Okay. <laughs> and uh, this is a band we're both pretty fond of. We actually covered one of their songs in our first year. That one was I Don't Believe You. Uh, but this song is The Queen of the Savages. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for having me. And uh, please stay tuned, everyone, because there's going to be some live music right after this. My girl is the queen of the savages She don't know the modern world and its ravages Instead of money she's got yams and cabbages She lives in a dome I don't care if I never get home My girl the queen of the jungle folk You should see the things we see when we smoke We think all of life is a funny joke She's sharp as a tack I don't care if I never get back No. 
We like to point out that that song is about a future queen, also known as princess. It's <laughs> the theme. I like it. Accidentally. No, that's cool. It's totally cool. I just gonna leave it running, and if you want to do the yeah, it's cool. awesome, yeah. Sure. Do you actually do all your shows facing each other all the time, too? Or? Oh, we should. <laughs> this is how we practice. Yeah. <laughs> we tilt. Just ignore the audience. We tilt slightly. <laughs> This is called Field Song.
called Halfway Tree. Secret crooked line. Kings, queens, and jokers all pointing at a sign. Creases in your palm. Porcelain tea leaves, what's leaving and what's gone. But I am halfway to where I will be. My way is marked by each halfway tree. In the middle of where I'm going, life up on a shelf. No one can reach you, you cannot reach yourself. Yeah. <laughs> 